And we are live. Live, you say? Hello. We are, allegedly. I do see our our beautiful mugs on the YouTubes. It looks good. Look at that. That's us. Hey, Ab. How are you, man? I'm fantastic. I got bourbon in glass. Cheers to you, by the way. Cheers to you, friend. How are you this evening? I'm good. It was a long day. One of those you're glad to get behind you. Have some straight up. It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. No. Today's Tuesday? Today is today is fact Tuesday, yes. It is November the seventh, two thousand and twenty-three. And this is episode ten. Name of this this particular podcast is gonna be straight up. So yeah, I'm excited to be doing this. Straight up. Excited to be hanging out with you, and I'm definitely having some whiskey straight up, having a little Michters. Ooh. Is it the word? I got some Garrison Brothers single barrel. Yeah, you went to an event out there, right? Oh, man. I tell you what. I've I've been to... I love touring distilleries and breweries and stuff like that. And kind of... Because I like seeing the science of it all. Like mm-hmm. how it goes from being literally a bowl of grain or corn, whatever, and turning it into a spirit. Like that, to me, is just the coolest thing ever. And so I love... More so touring small places because yep. I, I feel like they tend to show you a little bit more and it's a little bit more personable. Garrison Brothers out in High Texas is definitely one of those places. It's the oldest bourbon distillery in the United States outside of Kentucky. Is it really? I didn't um, know that. Yeah. All right. That's it cool. was the first bourbon distillery to open up outside of Kentucky as well, which was why it's, I mean, that makes sense, right? It's but oldest. it's still operational, right? Um, so it's the oldest and it's still operational, yes. right? So that's cool. Yeah. And they, I think they bottled, they bottled their like 300,000 bottles or something like that. Ooh. Something crazy. It um, is crazy. And it's all done by hand. Like everything's done by hand, literally. Um, and all the corn and, and and barley and all that is is grown locally here in Texas, and everything is local. So uh, that's something else I think is kind of cool because a lot of places will they'll import the grain or whatever yeah, you know, yeah. like, and they do all that. So you're a bit anyway, of a yeah. you're a bit so, of a, a local local farm to plate kind of guy. Yeah, I went to a anytime uh, I could support that man. I, and I'm in the same boat, right? We have a it's interesting here in, in Birmingham. We have a, a learning farm. Uh, by the way, this is not what we plan to talk about for anyone listening. But yeah, we had, we're totally very off. Yeah, but we had, uh, I haven't even done the intro yet, so, but we did, we have a learning <laughs> farm uh, here, and it started, it's called Jones Valley, and it started, because that was the original name of the valley that Birmingham was uh, kind of sprouted up in, it's called Jones Valley, and so there's this Jones Valley farm, right, and they have students from, from the city schools come in and learn to, learn agricultural principles and how to grow things, so there's this farm right in the middle of the city, and it was, you know, they, they, tore down some stuff they made this farm and there are restaurants who source all of their food from that farm and i will every time i get a chance that's if i'm making a choice between a restaurant who does that and one who doesn't i will choose the one who does um and beyond that of course it's alabama we have a lot of agriculture so we have a lot of we have some restaurants who do go to the trouble of making sure they forage real locally or they do whatever and it's always a really it's it, something about it man there's it's just a better it's a better experience you know um i i I think it just overall, like everything, the taste, the the quality of the food in general. And I, I would think, I've obviously never owned a restaurant or anything like that, but I would think if I owned a restaurant and I knew that I was supporting local farmers, local 
that I would feel a little bit better about the product as well. You know what I mean? Yep. So yeah, I agree. I, I agree. So it definitely is worth it for sure. But. It is. So tonight, happen. Let's talk about what we're gonna have going on again. I mentioned it was uh, November the seventh, two thousand and twenty-three. Year of our Lord, twenty and twenty-three. We are currently live on YouTube. Um, if you're catching us on podcast, you can always catch us over on YouTube. And we do these live. We tend to do them on Tuesday nights. Our goal is every other Tuesday. That's not always how it works out, but we do them on Tuesday nights. Uh, you can watch us live. We will interact with you in chat occasionally. However, we try to limit that unless it's uh, going to contribute to the podcast itself. So you can watch us on YouTube with Real R-E-E-L Talk with Hapa and Seven. You can also catch us uh, on the podcast, wherever you are, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, and we highly recommend you do so. So tonight, Hapa, we got a pretty good, I think we got a pretty good subject set of subjects lined up. You and I were talking about it. We Yeah. We spent a couple of weeks, uh, you know, we went an extra week here and um, Halloween kind of drove us to you know, an extra week and you and I were talking about it. We've been putting these these stories together, and I think we've got some really interesting ones. But it's been hard, man. Um, it's been hard. Yeah. The news cycles that are going right now cover a lot of things we're specifically not going to be talking about, right? We're not going to talk about them, not because we don't care about them, um, just simply because that's not what life is all about. And we're going to talk about some things that are probably missed. It's second-page news and third-page news at this point. So uh, I'm excited about that. We're going to talk about NASA <laughs> has retrieved... Um, some samples from an asteroid, which is just mind... The whole concept of that is mind-blowing, so I've got some good notes yeah, here. Yeah, totally. Um, <clears throat> some scientists have have witnessed, I guess is the right way to say it, an 8 billion year... What they think is an 8 billion year old radio signal, uh, which is really cool. Uh, we're going to cover, you know, some scientists uh, doing some really interesting science. Or, or Do we get life recall uh, when we're passing, you know, as human beings, when we're, we're departing this plane... Is there a life flash before your eyes moment, right? And I thought that was a really interesting article. You and I talked a little bit about it um, when it first came out. Uh, and then, you know, there are some ingredients being pulled uh, from medicine because they're not medicinal. And uh, I think that's going to open up a whole can of worms. I, I got to be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I dove into this one, I read into a lot of the different research and all these, and I was like, oh my God. So it, it was a really interesting read. Um, then we'll obviously talk about what we always do, which is what you watch in HAPA. Uh, we'll talk about what yeah. I've been listening to, uh, what we've been playing uh, generally together, and then uh, we'll we'll end up with uh, some of Hapa's rules for for good living, man. And um, and I'm excited. I'm excited. So does that all sound good to you? Be- before we get into a lot of those those subjects, though, I want to. I was looking at our analytics, uh, and I expected the majority of our listeners to be in the U.S. Obviously, because we're 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 we talk mostly about stuff here in the u.s um well because that's easier for us because that's probably where most of our knowledge base is but it actually has blown me away how international Uh our community is international man of mystery Um, you are i'm telling you so i just wanted to say hello to whoever's listening in belgium brussels to (laughs) lolotique el salvador (laughs) in san pablo city philippines Groningen, Netherlands, Montego Bay, Jamaica, Kingston, Jamaica, Boca mm. del Rio, Mexico, uh, Hungary, uh, I- five or six different cities in Japan, wow. uh, Ghana, Morocco, uh, the United Kingdom, Germany, Ireland, France, Spain, Guatemala, Ecuador, and Canada. Like, I was, like, blown away with... If- how many different locations globally? If we, if are, you, we are if you listening. are listening, and you are in any of those locations, and you would like to see us do this podcast live, I recommend you reach out. I, almost any of those locations, I'd love to go see. Um, particularly, Hell yeah, particularly you folks in Jamaica. 
right? If uh, <laughs> if you all want us to come in, to... In, for no particular reason yeah. other than yeah, Jamaica. You want, you want us to come to Jamaica and do this podcast live, I say you, you hit us up, right? You can... You can catch us all over the place, and, uh, and and maybe we'll see if we could source something out. I think we could. Uh, I think we could business expense some of those. Uh, hey man, some of those that trip. So yeah, Hell that's yeah. that's really kind of cool. Um, really kind of cool. You kind of you named just about. <clears throat> yeah, you, you named almost every continent, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I mean, when I looked at the map. We are pretty much everywhere. The only place that I I didn't see any hits. I mean, our demographic. We we need to we need to reach out to uh, India probably. Got to do uh, some work there. Got to get we got to get big in India. The, fo- the folks out in India are are a big fan. One out of every six know, people on Earth is Indian. We gotta we gotta do some work. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta we gotta we gotta get get uh, get moving in India. We gotta bump those numbers up, man. That's right. Got, got to get past the amateur hour. Yeah, so I, I, that's pretty exciting. But yeah, I was, I was really blown away by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's so. pretty cool. And you know, um, I'm assuming most of those folks are, are are listening to the podcast, downloading the podcast. Love to see more people live. Uh, if you if you do go live on YouTube, we actually have video running, so we're talking face to face. You can see us um, give each other you know eyebrows <laughs> when something's been said, uh, <laughs> so you can actually see the the full interactions. Um, so yeah, anything else you want to cover before we get started on our first uh, our first subject, which I'm completely fascinated by? No, no, let's let's let's, let's get dive to in. It All real. right, so yeah. so the first subject is you know the headline is that NASA has retrieved some samples from an asteroid. And so I'll hit some I'll hit some quick. I'd written down some header notes here. Um, it's October the fourth, right? The NASA showed off uh, some basically some black dust and rubble that they retrieved from uh, Bennu. As I said, this asteroid, right? Bennu. It's a carbon rich asteroid, and it's about sixty million miles from Earth. Now, the, the process, obviously, you know, they, they launched uh, Osiris-Rex was the spacecraft, and they launched it at this thing 60 million miles away. It goes out there. It says, what's up? It took three years to get there, or it took three years to get back. They get out there. It's like, hey, let me get a little cup full of stuff, and it heads back to Earth, and as it drives by Earth, it's like, Phew. <laughs> it launches it to Earth, and these guys went and picked it up. So all that happened back in September, and they're still processing through what is in this, this cup of, of debris uh, I'm kind of thankful that the NASA scientists are being careful with opening that because I've seen enough movies to oh, know man. that uh, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you open that. Yeah, it looks seems like a cup to us, but it's actually going to take over the whole planet pretty quickly, and then the Avengers have to save us. You get zombies, man. This is how you get zombies. So I'm <laughs> I'm um, I'm blown away by where the things we as human beings can do when we put our heads together and stop trying to kill each other for five minutes. Um, we can send a little object all the way to an asteroid 60 million miles away, have it land on this asteroid, pick some stuff up, launch from the asteroid, come back to Earth, and drop it off. That is like the world's longest DoorDash. Three years, right? Yeah. Well, well, that was three years to return. How, was it? What was the flight time? Was I it to, out and back was three years? I think it was I out and back. Three. I think out and back was three years, yeah. Okay. I mean... Can we just talk about these are people obviously far more intelligent than you or I that oh, are able. They're absolutely more intelligent than me. I will not speak for you, but they, they are definitely <laughs> more intelligent than me. They, they are capable of the maths that we are not capable of. Yes. Yes. I wrote my notes and I felt achievement. So I, I felt achievement for writing my notes today. Look at me go. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, though, so we've had. In, in the last, this past year, actually, the news from NASA has given me hope for NASA because it wasn't NASA that crashed 
they didn't crash a a uh, uh, no, what was I'm trying to think of what what it actually was. That was the goal was to actually hit uh, an asteroid with the satellite. Yep. Right. Be, to to test the math, the ballistics of of that. And then you have this one where they went, landed, and then took off again with part of it. Um, I mean, so tinfoil hatting really quick. How 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 into the weeds do you think they're getting in the idea of, like, end of the world, they're planning to land a rocket to try to divert it away from just annihilating the human race? I... That has to be on someone's radar, right? Like you're you're talking right when you're talking about missions of this complexity. Getting a rocket into space is complex. Yeah, oh right? yeah, just getting it into space that's complex. These guys are finding an asteroid. They're seeing an asteroid. They're predicting its orbit. They're doing all of this years, years, years out in space. advance, years in yeah. advance. And this thing gets that far away, grabs some stuff, right? It, it's it's acting in in the planning and the building and the engineering. It's crazy. They have to be thinking about uses for this. And I promise you there are some warhawks out there that are saying, you know what we could use this for, <laughs> right? <laughs> this could be a weapon. Oh, yeah. And then oh, the scientists yeah. are like, no, stop. You've got, like, a budget for that. <laughs> it's way bigger. Yeah, yeah. This was, by yeah. the way, this was a seven-year total project. Uh, it cost a billion dollars. And I would say that's seven years and a billion dollars well spent, if you ask me. I mean, that that seems like a pretty pretty reasonable budget to do what they did. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like use, uh, yeah. one billion dollars. They. <laughs> yeah. That seems like they're operating crazy. Fa fairly efficiently, given the the, right. the, yes. the outcomes they're generating. <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, if the That's, rest if the rest I mean, of our government operated at uh, at that efficiency, we'd be time traveling by now. <laughs> I was. I, I don't know if you 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 listened to Joe Rogan or not, but I I listened to one of the more recent episodes that he had I mean, Elon Uncle Joe? Musk on. And Uncle Joe. Hey, yeah, Uncle Joe, have us on. Uncle Joe. We're international. Big, big, had, big, big international. We'll get your numbers up. You know us. We, you know, we know you're listening, by the way. <laughs> um, and, and he had your favorite Elon Musk on, but it, it, I digress from that. He was talking specifically about SpaceX and how they mm. launched the yep. rockets and why they chose the launch location and, and just the science behind it, like... You know, they had to pick a site that was as far east as possible so that when the rocket launches, it is in rotation with the Earth, so it gets that assist. And, you know, you obviously don't want any housing uh, <laughs> developments idea, yeah. nearby. Yeah. And, yes. You know, all these things he was talking about. It's like, you know, I never really thought about that when you talk about, like, Cape Canaveral, because they literally launch over the Gulf, right? Yep. They don't launch yep. straight up. People don't realize that spacecraft don't go straight up. They go up at an angle yep. to match our rotation, right? <clears throat> Just the engineering thought process that ha that it that goes into that yep. specifically just boggles the mind, right? Like, oh man, oh, it's unbelievable. And you know the fact. So someone sat down at some point and said, "There's." An asteroid, let's go land on it and grab some some dust. <clears throat> right? And someone else was like, I'm in. <laughs> you know, that was like, let's go. So do you it, think he was sitting there with a slide roll, like doing some real quick calculations, and he was like, Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. I mean it was a couple of whiskeys, guys on the podcast. <laughs> what do you think that's gonna cost? Yeah, eh, probably about a billion dollars. Yeah, about a billion. <laughs> There's no way you could do it for that. Yeah, challenge me. Guys out there with a challenge he's, he's accepted, welding it himself, super glue like gorilla glue and stuff together. 
Yeah, no. So it's just nuts, man. And you, look, I can't. I still feel like we're underscoring the because you not only launched from here, a rotating marble in in, in space. Yep. Then you shot this thing out into space at this other thing that's moving really fast. Yeah. You made them connect without destroying the spacecraft and then managed to get it to launch again and make it back. Like, come on, man. You know, I... So, it's interesting you talk about... I don't know how many people follow... We're both into science fiction. We both care about... Oh, yeah. Science and space travel. All these things are important to us. So we've spent some portion of our life reading up about them, learning about them. I don't know how many people realize that you assume that there's weightlessness in space and there's not, right? You're actually falling. You're, you're in Earth's gravitational pull. So when something is in orbit, it's falling in, in elliptical you know, near misses Correct. To, yeah. in orbit. And so they, they launch these things and they move between gravity fields right so they they near miss one planet to or they go around a planet and let it launch it further and that's how they build up speed for these things to save fuel and if you ever get a chance if 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 you've never done it you ever get a chance go look at like the voyager um launch path or the the flight path and how it has moved through it's crazy the galaxy and it's it's like oh i went around this planet three times and it launched me and it's pretty unbelievable when you sit down and think about what they are doing and how they are planning it. And once you launch it, it's gone. <laughs> you can't, yeah. there's no call oh, yeah. back. There's no you recovery can't, again. You can't put more air in the tires, <laughs> right? Like if more the power, air in the tires. Yeah, if the power windows are not working, when it leaves, it's not working. <laughs> right. And that's just how So that's I'm wondering, be. do you think aliens, like, see the stuff we're throwing into space <laughs> and think, oh, they're actually, they're actually doing something there. And then they're like, let's go, let's take, go take a look. <laughs> and then they get near us, and they're like, nah, man. These guys are using the, slingshots. The monkey, just, the, the monkey just hit something with a bone and got lucky there. It's, yeah. That's all it is. It's like, <laughs> whoa, they, they threw a thing, and it's beeping. What is that? And they zoom over, and they look, and it's like, <laughs> right. that was basically a slingshot. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got rock. lucky. They got lucky. Oh, they got, look they at got them. Lucky. They got, two, what was it, 250 grams of material back from this asteroid, Bennu. I was like, big whoop-de-doo. Yeah, they're like, whoa, whoa, way to go, guys. <laughs> they're calling home. like, you got nothing to worry about. They're, they're, you got nothing to worry about. Yeah, they're 1.2 trillion years away. Make sure you guys lock your doors when you travel through that solar system. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're 1.2. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually, you know, that, and that's one of the theories, right? Um, when you talk about why we don't, why life's not, why we've not witnessed intelligent life in the universe, because mathematically it almost has to exist. And one of the theories is that they're there, but they're smart enough to avoid yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want anything to it's do like, with us. It's like Earth, you know, Centauri Prime, Omega One, and they're like, eh, let's take a right turn and go around real quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not going through there. We, you want to avoid that neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Verse New went through there one time, <sighs> tried to take a pee break in the desert, and I still got him locked up in a warehouse somewhere. <laughs> We're pretty sure they dissected him. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even know what happened to Verse New, man. He just... <laughs> He was like, I need to stop. He's like stopping for a big gulp <laughs> in the desert. Seriously, seriously though, I, I really, I, because this is the other thing that like, if you watch any history shows and stuff, like the Apollo missions and everything, how quickly humans just lost interest. 
Yep. Like yep. the first first yep. orbit, yep. amazing on TV. First first steps on the planet or on on the moon, amazing. Yep. But all the ones in between, everyone's just like, yeah, whatever. Yep. You know, and it's like, the, I don't know if it's human ignorance or hubris or like we just. Like you guys do, you realize that what we've actually done? Yeah. Like this stupid cell phone has more computing power than the Apollo freaking capsules that went to the moon. You know, yeah, like this one. This one shows me the Kardashians, right? This one. It does show you the Kardashians, in fact. Yes. Which is where people spin. And I can take a really cool picture of the of the moon if I wanted to. Also. Great. That's all you need. What else you need? Don't look up. Right. What else you need? Right. Don't look up. Don't look up. Great movie, by the way. If you guys it is. It, it. it is a great movie. So they got you know they got this material. I imagine the next month, month and a half. For anyone's curious, wants to keep up with the news, NASA will be saying here's what was in the material. Probably about forty five minutes. Did they minutes. say what the goal, like the inevitable goal, was with this material? Like what they were hoping for? Or so it I think was they just knew the test to get well, just from what I read. Right, and I'm not that intelligent on the subject. But from what I read, they knew it was carbon based asteroid. They wanted to prove they could get there and get back and pick something up. Um, there Fair. is another mission going now. Uh, I did not write down the note, but I did read about it, um, which they're going to go to an asteroid that is is metal. And so they're oh yeah they're going to go land on an asteroid. They can't bring. They don't believe they're going to bring anything back, but they've got equipment on this uh, lander, which is going to tell us more things about this metal on this asteroid. Which obviously so that asteroid needs freedom is what, what I, I think. Pro- I think probably so, <laughs> or asteroids like it. You know, or asteroids like a big yeah. old space net, like a butterfly net that catches asteroids as it goes by. I think that's the best investment, um, so that we can get lithium for our our, our batteries for our phones, yeah. right? So we can watch Kardashians more, which yeah. is really the the, right. the ultimate goal, the literal end goal. Yeah, that's the yeah. evolved human goal. Um, I saw Wally. I know what's happening. We're gonna be <laughs> we're gonna be floating around in chairs. We are one hundred percent headed that direction. Uh, we are. Uh, we're. Sure. So, I mean, you and I both look at us. We're sitting in these chairs right now. Like we're gonna be floating around hey, in man. chairs. <laughs> By and large, I will be there, you know, ordering online, getting my food and my drink. Oh, dude, I'll be, I'll be floating around a chair. We'll be, we'll be running down the halls, chasing each other and watching movies. Hell and yeah. Stuff, huh? I'm here for it. <laughs> as long as Wally I, keeps I, it I clean. Wish, Wally got to keep it clean. Though. Hey, hey. I really do wish and hope that this doesn't go away. Like we talked about in prior ex- episodes how... You know, a lot of our space explorations obviously getting pri- uh, privatized or shifting to other nations, but yeah. yep. which is fine as to me as long as it's still ongoing. Um, I mean, they've they've literally uh, proven that there's ice on Mars under the under the soil, um, which is what you need in order to build habitats to survive, like on Mars and stuff like that. I I'm sincerely hoping that we. Uh, as a as a human race not not nationally thinking of who but that that we continue this scientific um industry like i, I just don't want to see it die like yeah, regardless yeah. of people's politics and stuff like that well i so. mean using technology to explore is so much more compelling to me than using technology to blow up bridges yeah. and then rebuild them under another flag which is for sure where yeah. most of our technology these days goes right is into that like if you look at the budget differences between um pe- weapons right development and i'm not even sure. talking about i'm not i'm not talking about military i'm a big military fan i'm not talking about military i'm talking about weapons development right we're building weapons that yeah kill the yeah. weapons that we built last year and we keep doing that so this weapons development budget is so much larger than our exploration and science budget yeah and 
the, continues to be every time there's we talk about budgets and budget cuts and everything else nasa always comes up like why would we be funding that and it's like <laughs> because, right yeah because they just broke back a cup full of asteroid rock what have you done from 67 million miles away yeah, like, like like 600 million miles away. like like what are you yeah yeah, yeah. Like, i was way off sorry. like what are you out there doing with your, your little you know your little rocket yeah. gadget oh i'm blowing up trucks and it's like that is cool now, let's, it, let's acknowledge like me and you would both say that's cool amazing <laughs> if as a human race we could somehow detach the exploration side of the industry from any politics military applicant any of 100%. that so that usa could work with india work with korea work with japan work with china work with like with no no limit influence like how amazing would that we could probably this the sky is oh, the literal limit at that point right. right i mean the iss is a great <laughs> example right international space station and sure the you know during the cold war a bunch of scientists were like we're not gonna let politics deter us and honestly it's been one of the greatest things that earth has ever achieved is yeah. you know as a species we the iss to me is one of our greatest achievements space exploration is yeah dangerous um it's it's quote unquote expensive um but it's not expensive when you add it relative to what we're spending money on and i think that's what right is really fascinating to me is like i you know i mean no one's gonna elect me right they'll elect seven for president i'll i'll give everyone a pony that's my first uh so i'm running on the give everyone a pony platform use a pony I mean, who doesn't want a pony? But then, uh, you know, but it, exploration would be a very, very big priority if you were talking to me. And I think that you're probably right. We could make diplomatic entrees, right, by talking Serious. to people and saying, hey, do you want on board with this? What can you bring to the table to, yeah. to help Even with this exploration? Even if it was just astronauts. Like, if you just brought mm -hmm. astronauts to the table, right, you, would, you don't necessarily need to uh, uh, be in a position where you're giving money or whatever – but if you were able to pr provide the uh, professional manpower to the program, I think that would be amazing. Absolutely. To, to just have that. And and that's unfortunate. I feel like the International Space Station, yes, is an example of that happening. But there's still a lot of politics, I'm sure. That's oh, just... there's, it's probably unbelievable. And honestly, you know, I, you know, my thoughts about privatization of getting stuff to the, the ISS sure. and... I don't think principally it was necessarily a bad thing to do. I think it was bad that we ended up with only one person who could do it. And and Yeah, for sure, yeah. Right, and so now you have a, a monopoly which isn't controlled by, doesn't answer to the people. And right. um, then you talk about, like, the ISS and the politics that went into that with two countries, and now you, with the, you know Russia and the United States, and now you have private industry involved and the egos are involved and you have people pulling levers, like, give me funding or I won't which take is you always to the, the ISS. Problem, right? right, right, like, there's, there's all yeah. this stuff going on. Um, it would be really yeah. cool, man. I, 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 I would appeal to humanity's better nature to say, let's get together and and group up on this and, and figure some cool stuff out. Because we're on the coolest yeah, spaceship I mean, that's ever been invented. We're on the perfect spaceship right now, which is Earth. Right? right? It's, it's, it's its own spaceship, and we're, we're cruising yeah. around in it. And for whatever reason, we're trying to tear it up. <laughs> well, we aren't trying. We are. Man, we are actively actually tearing actively tearing it up. We're trying. Yeah. We're, we're putting it through its paces. How good of a how good of a spaceship is it really? Oh, God. How well can it regenerate? I somebody had sent me a link. One of one of my viewers on my stream sent me a link. It was a satellite photo of the Brazilian rainforest live, uh, and you could just see the amount that was burning currently, and it was like just a sad image to me to see that much 
it's hard man. for no better reason other than i want the land to be able to plant crops you know yep like consumerism anyway so space is big. space is big uh our second subject right kind of segues uh, i don't know how big Hell space yeah. is but um astronomers have detected uh what's called an frb that is a fast radio burst that they believe originated eight billion years ago uh, they named it FRB 2022-0610A. So that's basically they detected it in June of 2022. Um, here's the top. Here, to me, the thing that stood out, right? And it's like it was a mil, it's like less than a millisecond, this burst. And I was like, who cares, honestly? Right, who cares? Except when I read this statistic. And I don't know if you read this. Okay. I read this statistic, yep. which sure was it lasted less than a millisecond. But in that yep. time... It released the equivalent of our sun's energy emissions. There you go. Over the course of 30 years. So it was a millisecond radio burst that was stronger than 30 years of our sun releasing energy. Dude. So... So when I originally read this article and you, you had put this on there, I was like, big whoop-de-doo. Like, I knew that, that you know, black holes and, and uh, decaying uh, stars have always had kind of bursts of RF that go out. Yep. So for those of you that don't know, I, in the Navy, I worked in weapons systems, but one of my side things uh, in that job was radi- radar and radar is RF, right? Radio frequencies. Um, so I kind of always nerded out about this stuff, mm. right? But... To give you an idea, the the signal, the microburst that they got was eight billion years old, right? There's estimates that the Earth is four billion right. years old, right? So, literally, something double the age of the Earth, way the hell out there, <laughs> ejected this RF. Way, way out yeah, there. like you're <laughs> you're talking because at that at that power level. It can be like that 600 million miles that that satellite went out and grabbed oh, yeah. the sample from yeah. the yeah. That's, nothing that's nothing compared to this. Yes. Right. Absolutely. So and they, and they had said that they had estimated that it was it was a, as a result of two solar systems colliding or two stars yeah. colliding. Yeah. Right. That's, that's what I read. Too. Yeah. A couple of galaxies running into yeah. each other. That, that's our estimate. Which, you know, think about this. Eight billion years ago is when that occurred. Yeah. Right. And and it always is interesting when you talk to people about space and time and how that works. And, oh, we're seeing light from a star that may not be there anymore. Right. Like, that's the reality yeah. of it. So eight yeah. billion years ago is when they estimate the thing occurred that sent us the signal. And nothing was between us. Think about that. Because it could not reach us. Right. Yeah. If there was if a body. something was in the way or whatever. Yeah. It would have just never been an event. And so somehow, it was an ASCAP. I wrote it down. It was ASCAP. So it's like this antenna array in like Austin, the middle of nowhere, Australia, is like looking up at the sky. Some guy is eating. Just you know, happened to be looking in the right direction. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's eating whatever, you know, I don't know. His SpaghettiOs for yeah, the night. SpaghettiOs, whatever it is. And it's like, <laughs> it's like what was that? Do you, do you think he like lost his shit when he saw the spike? Because you know they've got an oscilloscope. Oh, yeah. Connected to all these receivers, and he just sees the spike just jump and yeah, drop and it's like immediately. Little right? things even, and it's like, here's our sun. Yep. Oh, that's cute. And this thing went, pow. And he was yep. like, ooh. Ooh. Wait, what was that? Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if he was like reaching for a napkin or something, he completely missed it? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, well, well and how many have we missed, right? Because you have to, I mean, the things that have to occur yeah. for us to have witnessed it is we have to be pointed in the right direction, right? Yep. The antenna has to be in the right spot. Nothing has to be between us. All these things have to occur. It's pretty amazing. It's, it's an amazing thing. Um, and the energy ejection, like you said, 30 uh, years worth of our sun's I, burning energy. Like that, that is, I mean, we already, I don't think, I know we could, we could connect a, a number to the amount of energy that the sun burns, uh, you know, but that level of energy is incomprehensible. I don't care what nobody says like that. Yeah. You can't, you can't understand that. Well, you're right? from Texas, like, right? So you, you feel pretty firsthand. <laughs> A little tiny oh, for bit sure. of the sun's energy, and that is the the little nothing. minutia that's filtered to the planet. Yeah, right? that my little like, my little pink and squishy self can 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 handle <laughs> right over here in the Goldilocks zone. My little beat popsicle self can yeah, feel. I'm over here in the Goldilocks zone, enjoying the sun, and the sun, you know, it ain't my friend. Like it will it will eat us at some point, <laughs> given the opportunity. For sure, but the amount yeah. of energy it's it's you know, for a long period of time in in human history, which is incredibly brief, right? But in a long, for a long period of time, nothing more powerful than the sun. And what you're saying is, yeah. no, 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 there was something at least yeah, 30 years worth of more powerful. <laughs> yes. Which is... For that split what? second, by the way, not throughout the time of its yes. history. Yes. Right? Yes. Something happened 8 billion years ago. And, and, <laughs> and so let's also talk about the fact that the very first... RF signal that that left the planet was the video recorded of Adolf Hitler launching the Olympics in Germany. Is that true? In 1936. Yes, that is the first televised signal that left the planet. Now, granted, there was radio signals and stuff like that, but but this was the first one that was able to reach around the globe. Like, literally, people could watch it from wherever. Wow. So, but the only saving grace to me of this video leaving the planet being the first thing that we televised and sent off is that aliens on whatever planet will receive it. And thank God, we'll probably all be gone by then. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> they're gonna come in like, "Hey, that guy. Uh, y'all know he's a bad guy, right?" <laughs> We're gonna be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly." Yeah, we, right. We figured it out like twenty years later. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we we oh, we got God. around to it. I I will say I had seen uh, an animation. I'm a sucker for infographics and people who do like these cool animations. Like, do you know how deep the you know the trenches in the right. ocean? Like, do you know how deep right. it really is? And it's like, oh, here's the Statue of Liberty. Here's this. Here's this. Yeah. Here's it. And it just keeps going. I love that stuff. And there was one that talked about uh, the, radio, the, the, the things that we have emitted from our planet, right? Radio signals, whatever. And it showed right. how far they may have gotten, right, out into the universe at this point. As and of it, right now. Yeah, and it's like, right? okay, it's tiny, right, in comparison yeah, to what you like might nothing. think. Yeah, so when you're talking about something that traveled 8 billion miles, I just, I cannot conceive... Well, first of all, or, or no, even no, sorry, not eight billion miles, half, eight billion a, half years, a billion, eight billion years. So whatever the speed of light is times eight billion years is roughly the distance we're talking about. Oh my God, I don't even. We didn't do that. How do that math, many Papa. miles is? Yeah. Hey Siri, what is eight billion times I, the speed of light? Uh, yeah, eight, eight billion light years is that essentially what you're doing, right? 
it can't even show you the number. 5.879 times 10 to the 12th power. <laughs> Miles. <laughs> well, those guys, the, all those people, all those, all those people that put that that little satellite getting the stuff in the cup on the asteroid, they can tell me what that number is because I ain't got no clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They literally probably could just write it on a napkin right now. And hey, they're like, oh, that number. I get that. It's just a number. <laughs> Whatever. That's I'm, easy. That's I'm four whiskeys in. I can do that, man. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Let me get an, I need another one, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was missing was the but, four I whiskeys. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, that's our problem. We don't drink enough. <laughs> I mean, to be, let's be honest, though. So the budget that is I remember uh, reading a few articles. I was talking about like the budget that the U.S. expends on watching the sky. Right. Yep. For asteroids that might hit it. Right. It is essentially if you took your sink and filled it with water and then threw a fork in. Okay. And that where that fork lands uh-huh. is the only area we're watching. Okay. Comparatively to space, right? <clears throat> so you take that, and then that same budget also applies to listening, just listening out there. And that's an international budget. Like you said, it was an Australian yep. like, bank right. of, of, of freaking antenna, right, that yep. were listening. Yep. There, I think there's like five or six of them, right? Well, the Arezibo play uh, one in, in Puerto Rico isn't active anymore. I think it actually collapsed or something, um, and it's not being rebuilt. Uh, but you've got one out in the Mojave. You've got one in Australia. I think there's one um, somewhere up in the Arctic in Canada somewhere. But, I mean, <clears throat> the ch- like you said, the chances. Oh, yeah. The planet just happened to be angled right, and the antenna was just ang- like – so how many times are we missing the door knock? Do you think uh, a lot? I would say a lot. I you know the truth is, we're, uh, as a species, we're doing nowhere near enough, right? If we're going to spend no. our money on something, why is it not things like this? Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, when you're talking about the antennas being in the right spot on axis, it's crazy, right? I mean, it's just the the happenstance. But how many times have we been hit by? An, Eight billion year old millisecond, you know, as we're we're sitting at a restaurant having dinner and we never know, and no one ever will know. Like literally, just trying. Somebody said, "Is there life on this planet? Is there life on this planet? Is there life?" And we just missed every single. We one. missed everyone. Like, it's freaking nuts, man. Because I mean, it really it, is. It's it's a fair statement, right? Because <clears throat> if you were able to travel, let's say, you were able to travel across the universe, let's say. All the, all the tech you needed and you can travel across the universe. You're still not going to just go random directions. Right. 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 You're, you're, you know, if you just, I mean, just like us going across the ocean, right? If you want to go across the ocean, you're going to go towards an island. You're going to a place. You set a destination. You, you chart that course. You don't just say, well, I'm just going to go out. I can go out in the ocean and wander around. I could. Right. That's right. not how anybody that's of any intelligence is going to do. They're going to try to get from point A to point B. And so the aliens if, are literally coming here expecting to meet Adolf. I would say if they are here, they are here on purpose. Oof. Oof. I mean, I, I, I would say the accidental arrival would be... Right? Like, if you have the ability to charge yeah. through space. Like, you didn't show up. Oh, my God. You literally can travel rock. millions of miles. You're going to do it for purpose. Yeah. Oh, purpose, goodness. Right? I ran into this planet. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. real. No, you... 
100% we're going to that blue globe mm-hmm. that's orbiting in the Goldilocks zone around our sun. 100%. Oh, if me and you were charting out, I'd just be like, headed any blue dot. They have, they have whiskey. Let's go there. Yeah, blue looks good. <laughs> blue looks good. That's how you and I would do it, right? I don't know, blue. Right, yeah, for sure. You want for blue, sure. red, or yellow? That's the or- what we got. You want we got the orange? Be like, seven. do you want the orange or you want the blue? Yeah. Which one do you want, yeah, orange or blue? I think blue looks good. Blue, right, man. Let's Are you go kidding blue. me? <laughs> you, want, you got no green? I want green. We ain't got green. Because they legitimately <laughs> estimate that that Mars actually had over forty percent of the planet was covered by ocean a mile deep. Wait, now I haven't heard this. This is new to me. You what? haven't? No. So, so they know for a fact that under the dust and dirt on Mars, there's frozen liquid water. They know for a fact now, and they, there's so much at the polar caps. And there's so much in the scans of the planet throughout, like, the equator area that they they know for a fact that there's enough ice, if it were liquefied, would cover 40% of Mars and be a mile deep. My goodness. That's Which roughly, is a lot, obviously. That's, that's, that's right? a lot of water. Um, <clears throat> yes. What is it? 70% of the Earth's surface is covered by water, but it's not a mile deep. 70%. Uh, well, 70% is more than a mile deep. On Earth, most on Earth, okay. most of our oceans, when when you get to the depth parts, are miles deep. I know because the Statue right. of Liberty will fit in it. Yeah. I didn't watch the infographic. <laughs> 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 the, the Burj Al Khalif and the I seen it. <laughs> I seen it in my own eyes. <laughs> this man likes an infograph. Make I sure if you ever come at us with a topic, you create an you, infograph. You can convince me of almost anything with an infographic. Because I assume if you put that much effort into it, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't. I don't want to go look that up. Right? It sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> I got an infograph. I got the Kardashians to watch. What are you talking about? <laughs> are we? Are you dating yourself by continuously talking am about I, the Kardashians? I, I've never watched a single thing about a Kardashian. I just know that. I just highly doubt movie. your daughter is like, let's go watch the Kardashians. Oh, no. Right? Like, she is way more counterculture than that. <laughs> I don't know if that's popular or not, but it ain't popular in my house. I just thought it was a meme. Maybe I, maybe that's me showing my age. I watch the I, I, Dick I Van Dyke show. I think we're dating ourselves a little bit. Well, yeah, well, yeah there is. I mean, you know, <laughs> I love Lucy and all yeah, that. Exactly. We're, we're not quite Brand there yet. Brand new episodes of Andy Griffith. <laughs> Come on. I'm watching Barney Five. But yeah, so. <laughs> what, so what has happened? But that that's, that's, yeah, I don't even know where we, we definitely took a freaking detour there. Mm. But I'm, I'm, the reason I bring that up is because I'm like, so in theory, you could literally have, if there's aliens coming into the solar system to, to check on life, they could be coming to our solar system because of something Mars maybe sent out. Ooh, that's a good call. <clears throat> I think that's a an lo- interesting, like interesting millions viewpoint. of years ago, maybe Mars was Earth, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and they and they get to the solar system like, oh wait, there's nothing on Mars anymore, but. Here we are. Yeah, but here's these lunatics over here. From the sun. Yeah, you know, nuking each other and fucking. <laughs> yeah, the third rock. Excuse my language. Sorry. The, uh, <laughs> the the blue one seems the blue spicy. one. It's kicking, man. They got some Kardashians. Yeah, the, the blue one seems spicy, y'all. <laughs> they hit Mars and they're like, uh-uh, uh-uh. ain't nothing happening. There. We came all this way, y'all, but I ain't going next door. 
they they did what they were gonna do yeah, I, a long time ago. Yeah, well, the the ones that sent us this message from Mars, they might be gone, but these these cats over here on the blue one, I don't think so. I mean, and then you, you get know, the random got bourbon and Kardashians. What Come is on this? Now. You know, Snurflu or whatever. You he's like, I'm gonna go take a look. He ends up in Area 51, stuck in a warehouse. Right? Accidentally landing in a... in a. We'll be fine in the desert. Just land in the desert. It'll be all right. Yeah. Just, nobody's out there. <laughs> Poor Snurflu. Nobody's out there. <laughs> Unfortunately, now he's uh, on a table somewhere. I know. Being yeah. Poor Snurflu. All right. So Anyway, so 8 billion-year-old radio f- signal. Space is big. 8 billion... 8 billion years. 8 billion years. Billion makes me feel less old. we are we're literally a hiccup in the in the timeline of oh, all of humanity years. all of earth is half that age yeah right? like you said like it's, yeah it's crazy man absolutely insane um you know science is science is doing a lot of good stuff for us one of the things i love about science and we'll talk about this for a second we have a little bit extra time for this segment so um sure yeah one of the things i love about science is the assumption that they're wrong and i yeah. i always have liked that love that by the way yeah yeah, yeah. like it's i the the attitude of being right about something is is to me toxic. Um, you know, if you and I sat down and talked, it's like if I show up and think I'm right, that gives you no room to be right. So yeah, what is my job yeah. now? My job is to either change your opinion or you have to be quiet. <laughs> That's it, right? Because yeah, if serious. I'm right yeah. and you think you're right, then we have nothing to talk about. But if we both show up yeah. and we're like, you know, I'm really not sure about this. I think I'm probably wrong, but I bet together we could be less wrong tomorrow. That's a huge statement. And I love that that's where the more of these kinds of things that we can get people talking about, right? The more of these sorts of things, the more interest we can get. I know in the case of my kids, they're both very into this stuff. I didn't have to do a whole lot of work. Just had to get them to watch Star Wars, right? But, you know, it's like they get into this stuff. And the more people we have into this stuff, the better off we'll be um, as a species. Well, I think especially today, people have a problem objectively looking at things right because even if you look at at stuff like archaeology like archaeology there's so many archaeologists out there that have these opinions that don't fit the regular archaeological thought process and they're blackballed as a result of it so like you you know that's fair we're digressing a bit here but like if you watch on netflix the ancient um not ancient aliens, because that's what everybody automatically defaults when you say ancient. But um, aliens, it's the guy with the hair, right? Aliens. aliens. Yeah. No, there there is this guy called Graham Graham Hancock, I think is his name, who believes that humans have been around significantly longer mm. than what the regular archaeologists think, and they think sites like uh, the pyramids and. Uh, the Sphinx and all that were actually created literally thousands of years before what they what they think what is or generally what accepted. is popularly right. yes yeah. accepted. Um, and people like him have been just straight up blackballed by the archaeological community because they have views that are outside the norm like yep. that to me at that point you're proving that your science is not science right because as a scientist you're supposed to be able to look at things from a, an objective viewpoint that's what you're supposed so, to be able to do right so let mm, okay we're we're <clears throat> we're far afield and i'm not gonna stop so i took a sure. flight back from san diego one time and i am not an airplane talker just know that 
Um, I don't like talking over the sound of the airplane. I'd rather take a nap. I'd rather put on some headphones, whatever. Yeah, for sure. So I'm not a talker. But I was coming back from San Diego, and for some reason, I started a conversation with the woman who was sitting, this woman who was sitting next to me. And <clears throat> we were both headed back to the same place. And she worked at a local university. And so I said, well, you know, what is your, what's your background? And um, theoretical physicist. And uh, I believe MIT. I believe MIT is where she had come from. So um, I think it was MIT. I'm not sure. Anyway, very notable university where she was a theoretical, phys theoretical physicist. And the work she was doing at the university she was coming back to, the research she was doing was in diabetes. And so I was like, okay, <laughs> how do you get from theoretical physics right to diabetes i mean thank you right i'm yeah. glad right but but what was it and it was one of the most fascinating answers i may have ever heard and one of the most fast turned into one of the most fascinating conversations i've ever had and she said you know i i actually worked in theoretical physics for quite some time and i was obsessed with finding the beginning of the universe and that was her obsession and so she spent all of wow. this time trying to look you know we're talking about finding a signal that's eight billion years old she was ex i promise you somewhere this human being was excited about that right yeah oh yeah very excited but she's what she said was what i realized is even if i could see the beginning of the time i couldn't beginning of time i couldn't see beyond it and so there was no answer she said there was no answer waiting yeah and i was like that blew my mind Right, because she had yeah. come to the realization after working in that field for some amount of time, she was like, there's not an answer waiting. It's all questions. Yeah. So even if I achieve everything I've ever set out to achieve, it's just another question. And so she changed. But that's a true scientist at that point. 100%. And I, that, was, yeah. that has stuck with me because that is the, that's what you're actually looking for is not the answer. You're looking for the next yeah. question. And yeah, some yeah. people are not designed for that, and some people are. Well, she moved up to diabetes, and uh, you know, from what I know, she's doing great research in the diabetes area and helping lots of folks. But um, I, that is I always stuff. I wonder if that's me. Um, people lose that because of greed. Because, like Rita said, you know, if you know, uh, uh, a lot of people's books would become obsolete, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so 100%. that ends up being a greed thing. And then at that point, you're not a scientist, though. You're you're just trying to make money, right? Like. Or you're just yeah, trying to say you know, science is your religion, right? It's your form of rightness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like it's, uh, oh, the earth is flat. No, no, the earth yeah. is not flat. The earth is round. You know, heretic. Or uh, yeah. earth is not the center of the universe. Heretic. Right? And and that's... And it goes on and on and on, on and on, 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 on like that, right? Throughout history, right? Like, it does. And that's one of the things that um, Graham Hancock talks about, too, is like the... I don't know what you call his title, but the guy in charge of Egyptian Egyptian Egyptology yep. in Egypt has been around for decades. And he'll be the first one. If you come to Egypt with a theory or an idea that's outside the norm, he'll just blackball you immediately. Hmm. He won't let you into any sites. He won't let you like you have no assets. You're just immediately because he he's the head, right? Like he's the guy that's in charge. You can't go against that. And And I think that's. You hit it on the head there when you say it's become your religion at that point. Like you're not, yeah. you're not objective, right? Yeah. Like, not that I want to, you know, oh, God. talk about South Park. <laughs> they eradicate all religion or religion, yeah. And they're like, yeah. and then like your science is unsound, <laughs> right? And so it becomes yeah. the new religion, yeah. So, um, and speaking of, you know, I think the the next segment, something I, I find very interesting. Uh, obviously, we have. Uh, the opportunity in this next segment to go a lot of ways with it. And you and I talked about it even whether oh, to totally. include it, right? Yeah. 
Um, but I think yeah. the facts of it are, are absolutely, positively, undeniably fascinating. So we'll start there at least. And and you know, it's it's the real question we're asking here is is do we get a, a life recall when we we pass on? In other words, when a human being dies. Um, you've heard people yep. say, oh, my life flashed before my eyes. You've, you've heard that. And for the first time, there were a, a group of, of scientists and doctors who were monitoring, I think it was an 87-year-old, let me read this, I, I wrote it down, 87-year-old yep. uh, patient, and this patient had epilepsy. And so what they were doing is they were using an EEG and they were monitoring this person um, during this, their seizures to try and figure out, hey, what brain patterns are occurring. So this was the first time, like this person was really, really hooked up. And the person had a heart yeah. attack uh, during the process of being monitored and actually died. And so this was the first time a human being has been that hooked up to that much monitoring for brain waves and, and died the in moment. the process. Right. And yeah. they witnessed some things, uh, what they said, and I'm going to, I'm going to pause here and let you take this from here, but they witnessed some things that they only could describe as similar to dreaming. Yeah. In that moment. So, so they saw the, the portions of the brain, how, how to word this, the, the activity in the portions of the brain where you would be doing memory recall or you would be doing um, responses to memory being hyperactive mm. at the end of it. Um, and I've actually read a few scientific studies that have talked about that specifically. Like, as people are dying, the brain is supposedly far more active than you would expect a brain to be, like, as you're heading out. Um, and so it is believed that that person, at the moment of passing, actually did, in fact, kind of have a flash of almost all of the memories that that person had throughout the however much you can remember. And that, to me... Um, because everybody, everybody's always heard the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Yep. I saw my relatives and so on and so forth. And, and so that opens up the conversation. Well, you know, what kind of, you know, brouhaha is that? Is it real? Is it is it fake? Whatever the case may be. Um, but the like you said, they just happen to have all the right equipment attached to this person at the moment of passing. Rest, you know, rest the person as much as we possibly can um, and, and saw that activity. And so for the first time, they've actually got a, mem a, a, a measured yep. amount of activity and that shows that we, we might actually have a recall, something like happens. a memory recall. Yeah they, they, yes. they, they were like, okay, something does happen. That's what they said. Something un yeah. undeniably in this instance, at least at the very least, something does occur. Yeah. And I mean, I, and, and, and not to go down the, the rabbit hole too much, obviously a lot of folks that know me know my mom passed away last year. Um, and sh it's weird to think about the conversations I had with her as she was nearing the end, because a lot of those conversations, she was recalling a lot of stuff from the past but being human beings, it's like we we are always thinking about that stuff passively. I think, and when I would think, if you know you're nearing the end, you might be thinking about that. But this is a substantially bigger amount, right? Because they they saw the whole brain was active, like the yep. whole brain was lit up. It flashed like through the Christmas way I read about it. If like it flashed through the entire yes. electricity went through the entire brain. 
Yes. Like the patterns from, that would be responsible for memory. Even for all this, all yeah. this stuff. Even areas that they didn't think would be normally yeah. that, or they, they knew weren't active anymore. Because the human brain does have sections that we just don't use, right? But they saw like electrical impulses through those sections as well. So the science to me is, is interesting because, well, I don't know that. Well, I mean, how would you ever know exactly what happens but unless you... I, you know, the, the best you, we have is people who have been revived and resuscitated, right? And they have stories. Sure. And that's, that's about... I yeah. mean, the thing about that is, you know, we as human beings are very... Um, for many, 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 many years... We treated what is called anecdotal evidence yes. as the only evidence we had, right? Stories who were passed on from one person to another. There was no other way to get information. Right. In the past, very recent future, human, human history-wise, very recent future, we started having these quantifiable moments, right? These quantitative instead of qualitative, right? So that if, you're a, if you're looking at feedback, qualitative is is Hapa told me that that's Hapa's opinion on something. That's qualitative, right? It's not like it's not valuable, but I ain't got a yeah. number to put to it. And then there's quantitative, yeah. Yeah. right? Which is the numbers you put in a spreadsheet. And as a society, and I'm gonna try to, I'm trying to tread carefully here. As a society, we've put a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of emphasis on quant the quantifiable information right having those numbers has become incredibly important to us as a society and we've actually we're, we're doing a lot less qualitative anecdotal history pass on mouth you know like pass on by right. word of mouth we don't track history that way anymore we don't do it through song we don't do it in the way that our ancestors used to do it yeah and yeah. so it's really fascinating to me when you talk to uh you read this story and they're like hey we had a person and honestly what happened from a scientific standpoint, the stuff we got numbers for, the stuff we can put in a spreadsheet, it actually kind of mimicked what people have told us happened. Yeah. Which is what they're, yeah. they're saying. Now, it's up to us, right, as, as those who just read the information. The scientists actually, I think, did a, in this article at least, did a pretty good job of saying, hey, look, we, we yeah, observed a thing. Yeah we, yeah. we don't know what it was. Trying to be objective, right? Right. They like, were, we observed a thing. Here's what we observed. But when you are someone who has spent uh, years and years and years being raised in a religion or in any, any viewpoint, any fundamental viewpoint which tells you there is a life that exists or a future that exists after a human being dies, right? Yeah. Those connections are really easy to make, right? When you start saying, oh, yeah, of course that happened, right? So um, it is really interesting to me that we're learning more. And I thought this article was super, super fascinating because... Is there something after we die? Well, what they just told us is there something when we die. At the moment of, right? Yeah, that absolutely which, something occurs. Yeah, which is which you've essentially said it, but it definitely validates what a lot of people probably have been thinking for a very long time, right? It's like, well, that's your whatever. They they may associate with this, well, this is your brain releasing its its soul or whatever you know sure. like some people may 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 point point it out to that way but it's like um someone someone like me so i i i wasn't brought up this way but i firmly believe that reincarnation is actually a thing you know we are whether that's religious or not I, i'm not going to get into that i don't necessarily think it's because i'm not necessarily religious i'm spiritual but um, i'm not religious so but i do think that like I don't necessarily have anything 
that we probably want to talk about here on the podcast that'll connect me to that thought process. <laughs> right. But <laughs> I know that's like a very open door. Maybe some sometime seven and I will will have that conversation on the podcast, but like once we get I firmly maybe believe when that, we get big in India. I think that's where we would uh I'm, when when people in India start listening, we'll talk about it. All right, <laughs> that's that's where it's at. No, uh, but I mean, it, to me, it's crazy to me that we haven't had this breakthrough before. Yep. I, but at I, the same yeah, time, that's a, that, obviously, that is a really good call out. That's a really right? good call out. As, as many people as die, <laughs> and as many people are open to being scientifically monitored in whatever situations. Sure. You, you, that's a. Re- I had not thought about that. But that is a really good call out that this is amazing that this is the first time this has occurred. And maybe it's just because techno- maybe the technology wasn't there to necessarily measure it as we can today. I don't I don't know. I don't know the minutia of that, but but I don't know. It, to to hear to see in the article where they were talking about there's areas of the brain that ne- didn't necessarily or shouldn't necessarily have been lit up yep. electrically have had that ac- occur at the moment of passing like that to me like there's obviously something more going on there now how do you measure how do you start figuring that out you can't right right unless you get into what the hell was that movie where they freaking that 80s movie where they literally killed themselves to measure that stuff i can't remember that it was a horror movie now it sounds like the it. name of the movie but i mean yeah I, it was i watched cocaine bear recently and that was that's the closest i got so like to me the horror That's movies. They've also got cocaine shark as well, which is very scary as well. But anyway, flatliners. Um, <laughs> Flat, uh, chat, chat says it was flatliners. flatliners. That's there it. Yeah. Yep. Migs is wow. dead on. Flatliners. Migs, you are, uh, you're on point tonight, Migs. What was that like? 1987 or something like that, Migs? You're you're old enough to remember that. Come on. Now. <laughs> um. <laughs> Migs helps us out in chat and gets called out. So again, but, I, but, if you guys ever want to participate in chat, watch us on YouTube. We're 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 watching. Uh, we got Rita and Migs hanging out with us tonight. So. We don't necessarily always respond, but we definitely see what 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 you say. So that's a definite helpful. So. Yep. <laughs> but I mean, it, yeah, it it blows my mind that it's you know 2023 and we we just now have had the the first time where we've measured this right. So I can't imagine too many family members being okay with the idea maybe of having their family member attached to a bunch of equipment like that so maybe that's why mm. but um yeah yeah it was just interesting to me to read a lot of the details when they they had talked about i, you know, I am fascinated we, and... we understand so little about the human brain you know and and mm-hmm. and it depends on who you talk to right but if you talk to some scientists i've heard mm-hmm. say um that we are our brain you know when we say if i say me what am i referring to yeah yeah what is me right is it because you can cut off my my arm and i'm still me Right, so obviously I was on my arm. Yeah. Right, so what is me? Yeah, and uh, yeah. basically they say you're referring to your brain. That's that's the thing you're referring to when you say you know me. Uh, and it's so what is this? Just a meat suit, right? Like the, that your brain's riding around in. And we know so very little. Yeah, we know a lot about the meat suit, but we know very little about the brain. And um, and this is very far afield. But there was you know I'm a big music guy, and there's this research that's been done into people who have uh, Alzheimer's, right? And one of the things that they've been doing is taking music from that person's life and playing it for them. And the effects of music, the effects music have, and I actually got to witness this with my, uh, my wife's grandfather, right? The effects of music from his life would 
relieve all the issues that they were having with Alzheimer's. They would remember lyrics, they would remember things, oh, they would remember man. people. And it's like, yeah. so the brain, the way it, music, right, just some stimulus music has an ability yeah. to reorder how brain waves are working and, and some yeah. of those synapses get fired. We know so little about the brain. Yeah, and yeah. I get really fascinated when you have a moment like this, uh, you know, this this person had seizures and epilepsy and they were monitoring and like the person died and we learned something. Uh, what did we learn? Well, something. We learned that there's an event. What does that mean? Well, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. We got to fill in the gap somehow. We don't, you obviously don't know what that person was seeing, was thinking, was uh, experiencing at the exact moment, but you, but you're, you're, I think we're going to understand enough that, you know, if it was sight, sound, hearing, Right, memory recovery, whatever the case may be, uh, a, a two second, three second burst of your entire life, or yep. whatever, whatever the case would be, yep. maybe they, they might suspect it to be. So yeah, maybe one day we'll talk about dreams and stuff, right? Like maybe that's the thing we should put on our list to go through, and uh, and uh, depending on how open we want to get, once we get big in India, we'll maybe, maybe run through some of that. I definitely feel like we got some subjects that we could definitely talk about in the in 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 depth. Um, I mean, we already know I could I could talk all damn night and not shut up. So, <laughs> um, so the the last last kind of scheduled thing, right? We have our normals after this, is is one that I thought was was pretty fascinating. Um, you sent this, you you added this to the list. I didn't read it till today, being honest. Um, I don't know when you put it on there, but uh, basically there are ingredients being pulled from uh, medicine, and this is CVS, right? CVS pulled some medicine from its shelves made the news said hey we're pulling this stuff out because this this very specific thing and i'm gonna try to read it phenylfrin yes that's it <laughs> well so i'm from so disclaimer everybody else listening i'm from the pacific northwest which i've been told growing up that uh Portland was the meth capital of, of the United States. <laughs> Is for, this seriously? For decades and decades. Oh, okay. All right. And phenylfrin replaced pseudofedrin yep. in cold medicine yep. for over excuse me, for over the counter yep. cold medicine. Yep. Um, turns out pseudofedrin's great if you uh, you know, clean it up and, and concentrate it because it turns into methamphetamine. Um, and so Cold medicine companies recognize that we need to pull pseudofedrin out of over-the-counter medicine, and they replaced it with phenylfrin. And it turns out that in placebo tests, there was zero benefit to the cold medicine with phenylfrin. The FDA um, ruled unanimously, in fact, that it was which I wonder how often that occurs. I don't think it's common. No? But unanimously said. This stuff doesn't do anything. It's nothing. It's nothing. it's it doesn't do anything. Yeah. And so, was, so yeah, they're pulling it. They're pulling it. I, I think it was an interesting. You know, these companies made a very conscientious shift, right? So, um, pseudofedrin, right, was uh, the thing that was there. It was effective. It is effective, and this is for oral oral dosages, right? They say right because it actually is a medicine. Pseudofedrin right. actually is a medicine. It is a medicine. And there were some laws passed that said, hey, you can't have this, you know, over the counter or you can't have this just it has to be behind the counter. 
because people yeah, are using yeah. it for whatever. And if you've ever been, uh, and I have, right, I've been to a store and I bought some cold medicine, like, we need to see your information. Yeah. They start, like, vetting you out like you're yeah. a criminal because you're like, man, I can't breathe. <laughs> right? You're just like, I can't breathe. I need the medicine. And they're like, no, no, you're making meth. And so if you've ever had to do that, this is the kind of stuff that was in play. And so some of the drug companies, I think um, Johnson & Johnson owns Sudafed, which is the, the brand name, right, that uh, was Sudafedrin. The, those companies said, hey, look, we don't want to be behind the counter. We want, to have, we want to have something that's just you can just pick up off the shelf. And so they replaced it with this stuff. Yeah. And the FDA was like, well, it does not do anything. Right? It's just not effective. Yeah, it's not, Which it's really not makes you wonder how it got there in the first place, right? Like what approvals led to them replacing and, and what was it rushed through? I didn't research right. that. I don't know if you did. Um, but I, I'm curious now, like how did you – so this stuff did end up on the on the shelves, and people have been going in there and grabbing it and using it, and it's not doing anything for them. I have to tell you, so over the last six months, seeing all these things occurring where chemicals are being banned in, like, California and ingredients and ingredients being pulled from, like, are we, are we wising up to things? Ingredients? Are, are we as the I mean, United States, running, are we starting to wake up to this shit? This is a running conversation uh, here. Beep. We'll yeah. To, we'll have to get that in post. <laughs> uh, but this is a running conversation, you know, with us about ingredients and yeah. um, and how they matter. And I would hope, I would hope that a couple things. I would love that this story was like we care about ingredients and we care about people being addicted to things, right? Because right. Um, because honestly, there have been some ill-behaved drug companies in the not too recent or not too distant past who have intentionally gotten people addicted to pain medication. You know, there, there's some very specific right. there's lawsuits going on and uh, there's a great documentary. I'll find the name of it at some point. But um, yeah, maybe we're, maybe we're starting to look around and say, maybe this stuff matters. And, you know, we can, we can talk about, this is California, right? That, that started with some of these things and we can yep. talk about California can be heavy handed, I think. Uh, California at times can be heavy handed, but at times on many things, yeah, on many things, but at times it's like, good for you, right? Good for you. Like worrying about some of these things. Good for you. Or, you know, like digging into some of these things. Um, so these consumer protections, yeah, and if you guys haven't listened to the last episode, definitely go back and listen. Cause like we talked about how California is banning a lot of chemicals, chemical ingredients in food products there in mm -hmm. California. And I don't normally applaud or laud, uh, California in general, but this is something I can 100% get behind. You know, if there's chemicals in food that is not naturally occurring ingredient, I'm okay with that being banned. And, and this is, you know, CVS uh, removing this stuff from your, your cold medicine because it's literally nothing or it's it's something, but we don't know what it does. I mean, that... I can applaud that. That's I'm okay with that. That's I, you definitely know, I'm, I'm here for that. That's the FDA doing FDA yeah. things that I like right there. Yeah, that one I'm yeah, good with. Yeah, for sure. Know? Oh, there's a something on the shelf. You know, I I've had. Um, have you ever used Afrin? No spray. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was my first addiction, Afrin, and I didn't know that if you use it for more than a day and a half, you're addicted to it. I had no idea. Yes. But I was yeah, four days yeah. in, and like, man, this is just, I'm always going to be stuffy Oof. if I don't use Afrin, right? And then yeah. I get to researching it, and I'm like, uh, so yeah, I'm addicted to Afrin. And we, you know, as a society, 
as a species should take better care of each other. And medicines are things that are designed to help us, right? And um, yeah, you know, yeah. you see on television now. I wish, I still wish the drug ads were not a thing because they were not. A, you know, that was not a thing here in the states for quite a long time. And you see these drug ads, and it's like, yeah. got a sniffly yeah. nose, take this medicine, may cause suicidal thoughts, may cause you know pancreatic cancer. And it's like, hang death. on, yeah, hang on. Yeah, I'm good with a sniffly nose. I think you know, and <laughs> yeah. Right. What if what if our medicines just helped us? What if you you know you took a medicine and it didn't do forty six other things that you have to have another medicine to fix? What if? Just what if? I'm just well, throwing I mean, it out there. What if? If you look into it too, like the amount of ibuprofen and Tylenol that is consumed in the United States compared to the rest of the world, right? Like Tylenol and ibuprofen, very innocuous, simple pain meds or or anti inflammatories, but the amount that we take here in the states compared to the rest of the world is is pretty insane you know like yeah, our, you can actually there was actually a lady during the lockdowns that died because she was taking tylenol so frequently she had covid and she was taking tylenol very regularly and her her liver and kidneys shut down and she freaking died like you know and and so I, I think we've we've kind of lost a lot of that uh, knowledge of the past of how to naturally relieve tension or naturally relieve inflammation or naturally, you know, take care of things. We just there's a medicine for it. You know, I've got ache and pain. There's a medicine. You know, for it. I've got it, an earache. There's a medicine for it. It's right? a good point, and it, it might be. I know it's a thing that you're into, and, and you and I talk about this quite a bit. We never talked about it on a podcast, but that's something my family and I, you know, we we care about too. My wife in particular. Sure. Uh, the answer is food. Guys, a lot of yep. times, right? The answer yeah. is is the food you're taking in is causing this or that. Yep. Or doing this or that. Yeah. If you've got this or that, eat this way. Um, and it can help. So medicine is nothing but plants for the most part, right? Like yeah. it's it's stuff that you can get other ways without the side effects. Um, and it does take a little extra responsibility. It does take a little bit extra time. It takes some extra effort. Not as easy as a pill most times. But I will tell you, it's also usually more effective. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in... in- and like you know, Rita Rita knows this for me. It's like an anti-inflammatory. I know when I'm I'm off the wagon, as it were, um, with anti-inflammatory diets or whatever. And I, I start feeling a more pain or whatever. I need to up my ginger intake, or I need to start eating more garlic and ginger. Like that that stuff. If I have it naturally in my diet, you know, my neck and my back don't hurt as much. You know, I don't need to take Motrin on the regular because when I was in the Navy, you know, the Navy has the joke of vitamin M, which is Motrin. Motrin and ibuprofen <laughs> is the same thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, like the Navy for years pushed 1,000 milligram Motrin on me, which anybody in the medical profession, if you know what a 1,000 milligram Motrin is, if you take that regularly, you're lot. decimating your stomach, your kidneys, your yep. liver. Like, yeah. You know, well, the the non steroid meant to be taken. That the non steroid anti inflammatory drugs, right? Like that's what you're talking about, right? Like ibuprofen. Yeah. yeah. And playing baseball as I get older, um, you know, playing oh, for sure. baseball and sports yeah. as you get older, you start taking them before your games, right? You take them. Yeah, exactly. You know you're gonna do something, so you prepare yeah. for it. It right? actually, uh, yeah. I got that. I got that tip from. Um, well, I won't use her name here, but I got that tip from a guy who played pro ball for a long time, and it was no, 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 no. You're either going to have to take two ibuprofen before, and your joints yep. will not inflame at that point, or yep. you're going to have to take yeah. four, which is a thousand, right? Yep. Or you have to take four yeah, yeah. after. And he's like, "You're yep. going to take it." 
So just take the two before. And I was like, exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, when you have, when you have a situation, the Navy is absolutely one of those where it's a physical everyday thing. You know, yeah. You, you do what you need to do to get through that. And that's not necessarily healthy. The alternative can be Tom, as Tom Brady, if you're talking about, if you're talking about sports, as Tom Brady has shown, he is timeless because of his diet. Yeah. Right. The weight that you want to see how Tom Brady became Tom Brady. Go read how Tom Brady ate. Now, can I afford yeah, to yeah. do that? No. But that's how he did it. It wasn't by taking yeah, ibuprofen. Yeah. Right? And it's 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 something people could uh you know could learn a lot from. And I think that I think that CVS taking those off the shelves. I think they interviewed Walgreens and Walgreens is like, we're monitoring the situation. <laughs> You're knowingly selling something that doesn't work at this point, right? Well, yeah, because I mean, at the end of the day, those those companies are companies, right? So they're gonna be like, well, if we take it out, they may not buy our 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 wall wall cold medicine or whatever the hell it is, right? They're gonna lose X amount of dollars, right? Like at the end of the day. So, but I mean, like Migs makes a you know good point. In the military, you've got a physical readiness test that you do every year, and it was the same thing. Like you said before, I would go do it. Like as I was walking up to the track. To go run my mile and a half, I'd pop two eight hundred milligram Motrin. Yeah, you know, and then go go do my run push up sit ups, and then afterwards I'd be icing my knees and probably popping two more. Yep, you know, and yep. it's like when when I recognized that all I had to do was increase, like I would do a a, a morning shake instead or smoothie mm-hmm. with turmeric, garlic, and ginger in it. And it literally had the same effect as those 800 milligram Motrin, except it didn't destroy my kidneys and <laughs> right. my stomach, right? Right. Like, that was an eye-opener for me. So I, I, love, I love that, and I hope, maybe, maybe I'm being um, a, a bit ignorant because I'm sure there's something else that will replace the, the phenylphrin or phenylphrin or whatever that you say it that's a chemical reproduction of whatever, but like that all these stories that we've been reading over the last few months where there's, we're starting to kind of keep an eye on the stuff that's not natural. Maybe I hope hopefully so. we'll, we keep that up. I, I hope so too. Yeah. I hope so. I hope, you know, I think that, I think that uh, every generation, you know, you and I have talked about this before. Every generation inter- solves yeah. some problems from the generation prior Yeah. and yeah. then introduces their own. And I hope that in the last 50 years, We've done a lot of work in medicine, right? So the the spike in science, we've been talking about science a lot tonight, that spike in um, biosciences and things like that. We've gotten a lot of medicines that have helped a lot of people. And uh, have we gone too far in some cases? Absolutely. So medicine is not the answer to everything. But, you know, people used to die in their 30s on the the reg, right? So, like, we've gotten a lot better. Um, and I think that the pendulum has got to swing to a degree to say, hey, okay, what's the right usage? What is the moderate? What is the right way to use all these different medicines? How should you live your life yeah. in such a way that you don't need medicines, which is actually the goal? And then, okay, cool. You're living a solid, clean life with good ingredients, and then something's going wrong. Now you take one medication instead of seven, right? And that is a different – Sure. That medicine is helping you. The weird, crazy thing about our society here in the States is someone's – profiting from that medicine selling yeah they want yeah. people <coughs> to buy it so what are you saying oh i just want people to buy my medicine no what you're saying is you want people to be sick and be convinced that they're sick and that they need your medicine that is a real sketch yeah. right there's a line to be yeah. walked there and i'm really hoping the generations that come <laughs> come after us um can help with that do you think it's a strictly american issue 
because I do know the mortality rate, the, the age. So we, if you look at like mortality rate scale, the, the age that the average person passes away from natural causes has slowly increased mm. up until about the, the, the late 80s, early 90s. And here in the U.S., it's very specific to the U.S., we've actually had a drop. Mm. It's actually dropped the mortality age. Um, and I think, I mean, we again, we've talked about this till we're blue in the face, but I, I think it's specifically because of a lot of the chemical reproduction of a natural product that we consume here in the United States, right? Because if you look at places like Italy and the Mediterranean and, and, and areas like that that have good, healthy yep. diets and natural medicine, and whatever is... Right. Yeah. Their age, their mortality ages are still increasing, yeah. right? While we're here in the United States, the uh, obesity is increasing. Oh, well, yeah. And our, and our age mortality is dropping, right? Like, yeah. yeah it's, so. it's, it's interesting. I think we've got some work to do there. And I, um, I have hope, you know, seeing my kids. I have hope seeing their, their friends. Sure. Uh, so I hope that we're going to do better. <laughs> I really do. Um, For sure, yeah. So, yeah. So, cool. We are up to kind of our routine items and so uh this is one of my personal favorite parts of each podcast where i ask you sir Hapa, what you watching man so um i was kind of hoping that rita would fall asleep at this point because uh -oh. there's a couple shows that i've watched without her uh -oh. um, <laughs> but i will watch them again i will watch them again that's the disclaimer um and no we talked about it in, in in past episodes, though, that Apple TV has some phenomenal sci-fi shows, um, and I've been watching For All Mankind, mm -hmm. and it, it it fits perfectly into the conversation that that we had had about like I wish scientists globally yep. could work together without anything interrupting. Yep. Right? And one of the one of the things in For All Mankind is the head of NAS NASA is constantly leaking information and technology to the head of the Soviet space program throughout history, right? And it isn't until, like, the late 90s that somebody puts it together and they're like, somebody has, has been leaking this information. And the But the idea behind it was solid. It's like none of this is for military gain. This is for the gain yeah. of science, yep. right? Which right. is which is what you should want. Your scientists should want to help each other, um, and and so I've been watching that, um, the Foundation, on which is Isaac Asimov. I've always been a fan yep. of Isaac Asimov. Yep. It, uh, that show, um, Rita and I, you and I are gonna are definitely gonna watch that again. But you're gonna have to pay attention because you, <laughs> you have to actually watch it this time between episodes. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> but her and her and I just started watching um, C. Yeah. Have you seen that show? I, I recommended it to you. Yeah, I have. That show is very interesting to mm -hmm. me. And the premise mm -hmm. is very simply that mm -hmm. uh, the world population has been reduced to 2 million and everybody's lost the ability to see. Over generations. Everyone's blind. Over, not, yes. Not yesterday, as in yes. over generations. And Hundreds these people, of years. These people have developed in an entire planetary system without yes. an ability, uh, without sight. And so they don't have any predisposition towards having sight. They live their entire yep. existence with no sight. So it's very interesting to me to see how they um, 
like how sound and, and yeah. call outs and things yeah. like that play into society. It's very cool. Yeah, it's yeah, very very cool to me. Very cool to me to see I, uh, that. So. That was what. And also, me. there's a lot of good actors. I mean, in those shows, it is too, it so. is very well acted. That that show. It's it's interesting when you talk to people about that show because it's 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 going to be hit or miss for whether people enjoy the show. Right. Fine. Sure. All shows are, um, but the premise and the the level to which the crew. Uh, the producers and everyone's sold out to making a world. What would the world be like if you simply couldn't see? And they had a lot of yeah. blind people consulting on the set. And here's how you would do this. And here's how you would do that. And then the ability for the actors to act in a way that you're pretty yeah. well convinced they can't see something. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very, actually pretty amazing how they, yeah. they actually... You you do have a sense that they actually are blind. That you really do. Uh, Jason Momoa is yeah. the uh, is the primary protagonist in the in the series. It's uh, it's ended now. This is well, it's not ended. It's finished. The story has completed. Uh, one of the things I don't know if Apple TV is going to continue to do this, but that series was one where they told the story and they were done. And I yeah. have an enormous amount of respect for storytelling. I love storytelling and. Yeah, I love yeah. when someone says, hey, this story has a beginning and an end, and we're going to tell it. We're not going to keep pumping it for 42 seasons like Lost and yeah. right, try to get some, some extra money. No, no, no. We have a story to tell. And I still, you know, Lost still is my, like, the one I would say, there was a story there in those first two seasons that never got told, right? The, what? Sure. Where'd the polar bear go, man? What happened yeah, to the smoke yeah. monster? It just yeah. it stopped being a thing one day, right? Like, Suddenly, yeah, and yeah. they went off on tangents, right? Yeah, and it's like, just like well, we got to find a way to make sixteen seasons. No, 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 no. If it's a three season story, it's a three season story. They got to get it done, right? Right. Make the story three seasons. Um, I think that's uh, we, we mentioned this again a couple times, but a Apple TV has actually sincerely surprised me. Yeah. Yeah. with the quality of their TV shows. And um, they're upping the prices of Apple TV streaming, but it, but it was only $6.99 a month for streaming all these sci-fi shows to me. Like, the, the storytelling that they do, like you said, they aren't off on a tangent. They actually are following a story. They actually seem like they close up all the different, you know, storylines that are being shown, whereas, you know, other other... Uh, streaming services like Netflix is a perfect example oh where gosh, they start man. a show and they don't hit the numbers that they necessarily like and they just cancel it immediately. Yeah, there was, and it's oh, like you yeah. might have a great show. Like Marco Polo was a great show. <laughs> yeah. And it just stopped just like gone. suddenly, right? Yeah. yeah. We, we, watched and, and show, we watched a show and it was the first season. One of the most fascinating shows. Very slow, though. Like a very deeply acted science fiction show, which is rare. Right, science fiction is usually about concept, not about deep acting. Yeah, and it was a yeah. really, really deeply acted science fiction show. And because of that, I think a it didn't land with a lot of audiences, like a lot of folks. But b we loved it, right? Because it was yeah. so different. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, they went one season and they stopped it. And I'm like, they stopped it on a cliffhanger. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's so annoying. It, it sucks, right? It sucks. And, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, so see, uh, see for all mankind. I think I've watched uh, the first season of that. I need to catch up. Probably, I don't know how far you're into it you are, but 
Um, I need to probably I'm done. Catch- I'm waiting for season four to come out. Cool. So I need to catch up to you on that. Uh, yeah. I, I have caught up on the foundation. Um, that's a good one. Silo. Um, oh, Silo. You got to binge watch Fantastic. that one, right? Sa- Fantastic. You, you binged that one. I didn't get to binge that. that. We actually watched yeah. that every every uh, week when it came out. We watched um, Wheel of Time. Um, oh, yeah. I, so, haven't, I haven't watched that yet. So that's that's one that's that's worth checking out. That's pretty interesting. Um we watched his dark. Oh, materials. you know what? Have you watched Loki? Yes, but we're not. We're 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 as caught up as we can be on Loki. So, I haven't said this before, but the Marvel universe universe lost. They lost me. Yeah. Like yep. a long time ago, yep. the shows are way off the mark. The movies have just not been great. Loki is the only Marvel yeah. show. That I've thoroughly enjoyed, and you, you, you need to watch it like it's not Marvel though. It's just a sci-fi, yeah, show, yeah, and you'll enjoy it. It's got this like, weird technopunk, steampunk kind of thing going. Yeah, it's yeah. it is a fantastic show. I, I very much enjoy Loki. Um, yeah, so there's there's some good entertainment. I do think uh, I was watching something. Dune, you know, got moved because of the strike. Uh, yeah. Dune was actually supposed to come out this past weekend, so you know yep. I, I shed a couple of tears. So sad. Oh my goodness, my goodness! <laughs> I cannot wait. We gotta um, wait like a year still, right? Yeah, like, coming out in March. Well, the new schedule is March, oof. but I don't think we've gotten all of the um, union agreements in place and stuff. So I don't know if March will be yet, but uh, yeah. I really hope I really hope that that comes out um, in the not too distant future. So, um, so next segment, what have I been listening to? So I've been listening to. Um, and I was telling you about this before we hopped on. There is a yeah. band. Uh, there's a band, and the band is is called Dirty Honey. And Dirty Honey, I threw this your way because I was like, they, their album came out Friday. This is the only band, by the way. I, don't, I did not tell you this. Uh, these guys moved out to Los Angeles. They love Guns N' Roses. They moved out to Los Angeles. We want to be just like Guns N' Roses. So, like, 2017, they moved out there. And yeah. they decided to be a thing. This is the only band, by the way, who's ever chopped the, or ever topped the Billboard mainstream rock charts as an unsigned band. So oh, that's crazy. They're not on a. Le- These guys are making it on their own. And so you go listen Man. to. Uh, if you they were heard, good. Uh, if you haven't heard Dirty Honey, go check out Dirty Honey. Uh, and, yeah. You know, let us know what you think in the comments or or hit us up on Twitter or something because I, I listened to it. I had not heard. Apparently, they had a song, uh, the song that was at the top of the charts. I had never heard that song. This album came out. I, I walked in having not heard it uh, and not knowing much about them and honestly was kind of blown away. Um, also, there was new, uh, I was going to tell you, there's a new Marshmallow album out if anybody's into uh, Marshmallow, which is, uh, you know, EDM. Um, it's electronic music. Very good. Oh, sure. Very good album, though. Um, there is a new Rolling Stones album out. There's a new Duran Duran really? album out. Yep. Sammy's. And Duran Duran? Yes. Holy crap. Semi Sonic released a new album. There is a new Jimmy Buffett album out. Believe it or not. That it, was yeah, I know he was working on that right yep. as he passed away, right? Yep. Like and they just launched that it. That one I knew. Um and if Let me tell you something for those of you listening, like one of the benefits of having Seven as your friend <laughs> because I don't I don't listen or learn about new music unless it just happens to pop up randomly either on xm or on my spotify suggested and seven has probably suggested more bands to me in the last (laughs) two or three months that i would have never knew existed ever and 
man, I mean, it's, I've added, I think I've added, I've probably added more songs to my playlist on Spotify because of your recommendations oh, than I have I'll keep just doing randomly it. listening. I'll yeah, keep doing sure, it. Yeah, if, sure. anyone who doesn't know me, you know, and we've never talked about it, if you ever go on my streams and you want, you know, you come by Twitch and you check out my streams, we'll talk about this a good bit. But I, uh, as a musician, I, I fell in love with the format of the album. Um, so we're, we're living more and more in a single world where you go listen to a song. And so you have lots of artists who put out a song. But the format of the album is, is usually 10 to 12 songs. And the thing about an album yeah. is you can't hide in it. And what I mean by that yeah. is yeah. if I'm going to put 10 or 12 songs together, I've said something about myself, right? W whether I was trying to be super pop and be, you know, whatever, whether I was trying to be super whatever intended if i put 10 to 12 songs out there i have said something about who i am in that period of time and as a listener you can go find if you go listen to an album and you listen to it top to bottom one two three four five all the way through you're going to learn something about that artist if that's what you're into and so every friday new albums come out every friday i pick up a bunch of albums i've never heard before and i go through them um and i do i do an absolute uh what they call blind listen i don't know anything about the albums and I listen to them. Many times I've never heard of the band. Sometimes like the Struts had an album come out Friday. I love the Struts. I can't help it. Guilty pleasure. Love the Struts. Sure. Um, I know their music. I know what to expect. I know how they're going to be produced. I know it's how it's going to work. But I love finding a band or an act that surprises me. And those are usually the ones, Hapa, that I throw your way and I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh man. Never heard, like Dirty, I don't think Dirty I... Honey being one of them. I was like, you gotta, yeah, you gotta yeah, hear these guys. Yeah. I don't think you've had a miss since you've been suggested. Like, I'll, I mean, I obvious, I, I'm really hit or miss for album. Right, right. As most people Amounts are. that I like. But I tell you what, I'll grab five, six songs easy off of every single album that you recognize or that you recommend. And I'll be like, this, this is amazing. Like, throw it in the mix and I'm good, you know? Yeah, I, I so. will never forget. And I'll, I'll finish with this story about this. But a buddy of mine sent me one time. I got a text message. And this has been years ago, okay? But he was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to email you something. you got to check it out. There's a bunch of guys from Michigan. A bunch of kids from Michigan is how he said it. And uh, so I listened to it. And to me, what I thought I was listening to were lost Led Zeppelin recordings. It was Greta Van oh, Fleet. Okay. And oh, man. that to me was the moment when I was like, there's some kids up in Michigan who grew up listening to whatever they listened to, right? And Zeppelin is their influence. Yeah. And, oh, holy crap, that voice. Oh, my gosh, right? And and now Greta Van Fleet yeah. is Greta Van Fleet. And it's the same thing with these bands like Dirty Honey, right? Like, they're like, I grew up on Guns N' Roses. And I, I grew up listening to Guns N' Roses, right? So I understand how that's an influence. And when you hear them, you're like, oh, oh yeah. Now, they're a little dirtier, meaning they got, yeah, they oh got, yeah, they got yeah. a little grit to them that's a little different but than that Guns But that voice is there, though. But that's, that's, that's a definite influence. And I, For sure. I love, yeah. love, love that stuff. I used to do... Um, I used to do these how we got here segments and, and maybe at some point we should do one of those but uh take a, a band and break it down by their influences and track back through history and sure. and stuff so that yeah I'm, I'm into that stuff and yes yeah i will talk about it for hours and Hapa has to deal with me being like have you heard this band and you heard <laughs> he this? definitely nerds out <laughs> at a certain level <laughs> I, I do i do <laughs> i do i just find it fascinating all right, Hapa. So, uh, so the next uh, next one we talk about, and this is one we we probably mentioned the last time I think on podcast, and we haven't talked about what we're going to say. Yeah, here, but yeah. what you playing, Hapa? So 
I'm actually been going back to some older games that I used to play on a fairly regular uh, basis. War Thunder being one of them, um, because War Thunder has the ability to where you can play arcade or realistic. Um, and I've been watching some other streamers out there, and I didn't. I jumped over to realistic. I used to play realistic. So first of all, it's a tank, tank aircraft or ships. Uh, you could play, and. Um, they put a certain level of realism into it where, you know, one shot could kill a tank, depending on where you, you, you hit them, whatever the case would be. Back in the day when they launched, I think they're 11 years old now. Their birthday was like this past week. Um, I Back in the day, I used to play realistic everything. I got away from it, started playing other titles. Um, but I've come back to them um, in realistic because I realized when I came back to them recently, I tried playing the higher stuff that I had, and there was just so much... Like, there's just so much going on. Yep. Like, you have no idea what you're doing. And so I've kind of picked it back up at the lower levels. And I've actually been having a lot of fun because I love armored gameplay. I love driving tanks through cities or forests or whatever the case may be and engaging other tanks and whatever the case may be. But we've been playing that. I've been playing that some. Um, I think we mentioned it last podcast. We got into playing Ghost Recon Breakpoint. We did. Um, yeah. Which is, I think that game is years old five or six years old maybe yeah. yep. i think 2019 is when it came out maybe so actually four years um but like the story on it is phenomenal the the voice acting is phenomenal uh what's his name burn bernthal uh, uh john, is it john bernthal no the gentleman that played punisher i can't remember the his first name but uh is it not john uh he i can't remember if it's john or but he is one of the main villains in the story, and they they did a lot of you could tell. Yeah, uh, yeah John Bernthal. It, it is John Bernthal. Yeah, they did yeah. a lot of uh, voice capture, and they did a lot of motion capture with the actors in this game. And the story is great. The ability to play with your friends out in out in the in this world is phenomenal. So we've been, I know Seven and me and and Deacon have been playing quite a bit. I think there's a lot of uh, replayability for playing with friends. We've been doing that. Um, and re just recently, Warhammer 40K Dark Tide hmm. had a huge update. Uh, my brother's been playing the hell out of that, so I've joined him a couple nights in a row with that, and that's been pretty fun. But uh, but to be honest with you, there's not a whole lot of games I enjoy playing by myself, hmm. um, just because I'm a social gamer. It's kind of how I am. I like playing with friends. So, um, but uh, Breakpoint, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, it's probably on sale still. Yeah. If you haven't picked it up, it's a great game. Well, that's that actually you can just play for an hour. Why or two we got whatever. into it, right? You, we were talking one night. Yeah. And I saw this game for sale on Steam, and I was like, I'm gonna pick this up. Yeah. And you were like, Oh, I've yeah. got that game, and Deke's like, Oh, I've got that game. So yeah. we we started playing it. I'll be honest, we've had some absolutely hysterically fun times playing that game. Um, just a really well done game. Uh, really, really enjoy it. To me, it's sad because it never really, it didn't really take off or win awards or nothing like that. But graphics on it are phenomenal. The the gunplay on it's phenomenal. The different stuff you could do to customize yourself is phenomenal. It's just, it, and it's a huge open world. Like it's huge. Yep. You know, I think to drive from one corner to the next, it literally takes like forty five minutes on in a helicopter. Yeah. Flying. Right. Right. So, you could spend hours driving in a vehicle or walking. So, um, or yeah, well, walking would be a couple of days probably, but yeah, like it's it's crazy because it's such a one of the things that really impressed me about that game that I, I don't see a lot of games do is they have an immersion concept, 
where they acknowledge that some people want to play the game in a more arcade style. Oh, yeah. And some yeah. people want to be fully immersive. And if you want to be, like, fully immersed in the game, you can turn everything off, meaning yeah. no HUD, no hints, no anything like that. And the game gets incredibly difficult when you're identifying friend or foe or civilian versus, yeah. you know, uh, not civilian. I don't know what you would call the people yeah, on that yeah, island yeah, who are not yeah, civilians. Yeah. They're not really a military. But, you know, whether you're talking about someone who's a severe not and you're trying to take shot, like, it gets really difficult um, so it's a, it was funny listening cool to Deacon because he had all that st- he had full realism on and Seven and I would be talking <laughs> about hey there's an enemy right here and blah 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 and Deacon would have no clue what like, about because he had no <laughs> yeah he had no vision on any of that stuff because we had turned on stuff to just play for fun and he was like full on realistic yeah so. yeah but that was pretty funny so but yeah yep. yeah for sure that game is ridiculous so yep. Yeah, it's a it's a good one. I've had a lot of fun with that. I I'm still playing uh, PGA, two K two three. You know, it's it's funny because we we hit that one here and there. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I picked that up. Y'all picked it up, and it's like, occasionally you just like playing around a golf, having a you know, having a glass of whiskey, playing yeah, around a golf, yeah. and and we have a lot of fun with that. So, um, I will say we've got you know, there's some games out. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is one of them. Uh, Baldur's Gate three is out. There, you know, we are living in a time where this could be the golden age for video games. There are, you know, over the past 10 years, we may never see another age like this because we talked about this a couple podcasts ago, but, like, games got pretty commoditized because the big studios just bought everybody up. They turned it into money streams. Right. um, And we're seeing that break apart again. And we're seeing, like, these these more independent games uh, get bigger because of platforms like Steam and things like that. So, um, Yeah. yeah, I highly... Highly, highly recommend people checking out any of those games or letting us know what you're playing. I'm always open to hear new stuff. I played Dredge not too long ago. Um, if you haven't played Dredge, talking about uh, Galactic Rock. Like I, I got you, you and Deacon playing that one night. That's oh, yeah. actually pretty fun. Yeah, when you're the, the dwarves and you're mining. Yeah. That's a pretty fun game yeah, that, too. Dude, that game is nerve wracking though. That, it gets a little stressful depending on what you're what you're trying uh, to follow people out for. like when you got like a time frame to get out of the oh my god I yeah was yeah like, yeah someone just let me follow them i'm getting lost them. <laughs> <laughs> hold my hand hold yeah. my hand <laughs> yes exactly let me just get one of those little leashes where you have parents with the yep. little kids yeah in the, backpack in the, yeah in the mall or whatever like <laughs> that, was, that was me i'm like TV, why don't we have a... <laughs> uh, yeah, it could get a little hectic, but it's fun to play with friends for sure. So. Yeah, it is It is fun. Uh, Deep Rock Galactic, that's what it was, Deep Rock Galactic. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, Deep Rock Galactic, excuse me. That's what it was, yeah. Grab, grab, <laughs> grab my strong hand, child. My strong hand. <laughs> that comment came it's from chat, and hand. I had to acknowledge it. <laughs> <laughs> take, my whole, take my strong hand, child. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Oh, that whole movie is hilarious. Oh, everything about that movie is wrong. That would not fly these days. Um, all right, Happa. So we, we've kind of wrapped up our subjects. I think we're a little bit early today. Um, that's okay. That's, that's okay. We'll live with it. Uh, we went long last two times, so, you know, we, yeah. get, we get paid by the hour in India. Uh, so, so Hapo, we specifically, always, we always like to to end with, uh, and I don't know if you want to do this this time, but I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Okay, cool. With Hapa's, Hapa's, you know, rules for good living, man. What do you, what do you got? Tell us about, tell us a what it is. Introduce it. Tell us what it is, and then, and then tell us what you got to say, man. I, I don't know if it's a byproduct. And when I was in the Navy, we used to use, you know, make lists for everything. Um, I did start uh, when I was nearing retirement. I kind of made lists for what. For junior sailors, like how how can you live 
as a leader and be successful. And I would make these lists and stuff like that. And I ended up actually morphing that into HAPA's rules. And it literally was my rules for living. Like how would how do I carry myself or how do I, I deal with things from a day-to-day um, standpoint? Over the last couple of episodes, we've read 1 through uh, 30, 1 through 29, something like that. I'm trying to only do about 10 per. I think I'm up to about 75 rules right now, and I'm always adding constantly. Um, so bear with me if I've repeated any, because I don't know if I ended at 30 or ended at 29 last episode. I should probably keep better uh, track of that specifically. But anyway, um, rule number 30 is give hugs out for free. Shake hands when you meet someone. I've always tried to tell everyone that, that knew me that I'm a hugger. So even if I meet someone for the first time, I'm a hugger. I, I tend to hug regardless. It's just a good way to, to, to meet people. Some people aren't keen on that, but at least at a minimum, shake hands, right? Um, the next two are kind of may sound silly, but um, I found with my friends and family, this is a pretty big deal. Uh, 31 is men. It's okay to show emotion. 32 is women. It's okay to show emotion. <laughs> Uh, and, and because I've met both sides of the spectrum where some people may go through some some pretty hard stuff in their life and they just don't feel that they, they need to be blank-faced or whatever the case would be. And, and, and like maybe they think they're showing weakness or whatever the case would be, but it's okay to let that go sometimes. Uh, 33, if it doesn't make you wiser, stronger, or make you leave, live a little bit, what, do, what are you even doing, Right. Um, w- when we're doing stuff every day today, whatever the case be, your experiences and things like that, you should be aiming for that. Learn something, grow from that something um, a little bit. Otherwise, you're just not living, right? Um, 34, meeting new people is a gift. I had a really close friend of mine that used to have severe anxiety anytime someone new was introduced to the group. And uh, I used to try to tell tell her, hey, you know, me- meeting someone new is a gift. You're getting a chance to learn a little bit about someone else, and maybe you'll you'll learn from that experience as well. Um, another big one. This is something that came from my my parents, my mom specifically. Community is important. You know, it, it in today's society, we tend to not even know who our neighbors are, which is just silly to me. Community is important. Thirty six is you can give without someone taking it is perfectly okay to give without getting something in return um and i think a lot of people especially nowadays again kind of don't have that idea like why am i giving you something without getting something i think it's kind of a sad state of affairs 37 success is not comfortable is not a comfortable procedure right most people did not get their success through comfort Right. You have to break out of your comfort zone a lot of time um, to to succeed. The next one is right along line with that. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Uh, That's something you used to tell leaders, new leaders, junior leaders all the time. Like you should be trying to step out of your comfort zone on a regular basis. That's the best way for you to grow and learn and become a better human. Right. Um, Thirty nine words do cut. But the value should change depending on the source. Um, I've had friends that didn't care for my level of honesty sometimes. Um, not that I mean, but if if you does this you know does this dress like make my butt look bigger? <laughs> I'm not gonna be like, hey, yeah, your ass is huge, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, sometimes sometimes the 
where the source is coming from is kind of important, right? And uh, number 40 is don't hand out love lightly, right? Um, you should always understand that that, that four-letter word is probably one of the hardest uh, understood words in your vernacular and so you shouldn't be just handing it out like it's you know everybody everybody gets it but uh at the same time um love humans love each other take care of each other right so yeah that's that's our 10 for the day that's um that's 10 good ones man yeah I, I, like i said these and they're always growing it's always growing the, the list constantly sometimes it's i get i get uh rules from other people and it just sounds good and you know that's what we gotta gotta stick with right so well those were good good. what happened look at that we got through everything today we did we got through all of it there's no topics left untalked about there's no topics left untalked about except the coins that the guy found in italy which i well we'll do that another time oh we we need to add that to the next one actually i I really do i like that uh, article did you see the article (laughs) yeah that's pretty cool pretty cool yeah um yeah we won't do that uh, we won't do that today. So we got through everything today, and uh, we did finish 10 minutes early, which I'll live with it, like I said. Hey. We do go over sometimes, so good under is okay. We do. We do. I, I was actually trying to fight us going over. Uh, for what it's worth, I try to manage our time for anyone listening, anyone watching. Uh, <laughs> I try to manage our time, and I've done a poor job over the past couple of times, and we've gone like 10, over, 10 minutes over. I uh, did another poor job of it, just in a different direction this time. <laughs> so, uh, you know. It's 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 left right left right. It's kind of like a how to play golf. So uh, so we'll get there. Oh yeah, we'll get there. We'll get on the point one day. I always try to tell everyone near the end of every podcast too, and every stream I say the same thing too: is take care of yourselves, take care of each other, laugh, smile, make someone else laugh, smile. Um, as Seven and I talked about at the beginning of this podcast, grabbing news articles that we're going to talk about has become over the last couple weeks increasingly difficult. Yep. Um, because as you guys can imagine, the news is just filled with stuff that is a little bit more inflammatory than we tend to try to want to have our podcast to be. Um, in case you guys don't know, we try to leave politics out of the thing. We try to leave religion out of the thing. We try to, everything that your family knows you shouldn't talk about at Thanksgiving dinner is what essentially we try to leave out of our podcast and keep it fun and lively. And it's been very difficult as of late. Um, at least for me to you guys, I hope you guys are doing okay. Um, we are rolling into the holiday season, which I know for a fact for many of you, myself included, is not easy to get through mentally and emotionally. Um, but I hope for all of you that you're okay to get through it and you're going to be okay to get through it. Um, as always, if you guys have topics that you want us to talk about, things that you might want us to think about or questions about topics we talked about because we often talk about what we talked about last week just as a recap um definitely leave comments here on the youtube channel shoot us an email you can message us on discord or at our twitter accounts or instagram accounts um seven i, I believe s3vyn right you could reach yep. you at anywhere pretty much for that yep same thing with hapa underscore fodder um and i mean you have anything else to say on the closing remarks there bud uh no i you know i kind of want to reiterate something you said one of your <clears throat> one of your your points was it's okay to show emotion right and and there's a lot of people who deal with seasonal depression you know seasonal depression is a real thing 
Plus, yeah. a lot of times around holidays, if you've lost someone, right, it, it, it's even harder. So be that person for someone else like you were talking about. You know, it's always a good way to end what we're talking about. Be there for each other. Um, don't be afraid to have the hard conversations. Don't be afraid to have an openness. What I have found, uh, which is interesting, is the more vulnerable you are to people, the more vulnerable they will be to you and the deeper the relationships yeah. will get. So, um, yeah, you know, this is, this is a, a lot of fun. I will say also what struck me about the news cycles that you and I were talking about as we're digging around for, you know, really cool stuff like, you know, 8 billion year old radio uh, signals, right? When we dig through that stuff, we have to dig through all the stuff. And it yeah, has gotten, yeah. from, a, from a, a mental and psychological standpoint, harder and harder and harder to dig through the news and not come out of it feeling like you've just carried a, you know, pu- pushed a rock up a hill. So, uh, you know, take a break, people. That's, that's really something everybody should, you know, For take sure. a break, go outside, walk your dog, uh, roll around in the grass and get dirty. Do something, right, that is not staring at a screen. Um, and, and we're just being pumped full of things right now that... You know, it's important to know and be informed, but uh, if there's nothing you can do about it, don't obsess about it. That's huge. Yeah, actually, if you're when you when you go to step away, actually step away. Don't don't think about it. And I think a lot of us nowadays, because we're just bombarded on every freaking avenue from TV to social media, um, definitely mind your mind your own uh, mental health and 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 capabilities right unplug exactly mix that's probably the yep. best way to put it is you got to unplug every sun go touch some grass go go enjoy some sunshine <laughs> touch, touch grass nerd get out there yeah <laughs> touch grass nerd we, we say that often right yep but uh i know i know for me those of you out there that are that are in australia and canada and, and bangladesh <laughs> and japan yeah. i love the hell out of all of you oh, I, yeah. I i i cannot tell you how excited i am to see when there's new people listening to the podcast, seriously, this is a this is a project of love for Simon and I. It's something he and I talked about. We're like, we didn't want it to be work. It is just for fun, and I I, I I'm having a great time doing. It. I hope we we continue onward and upward, man. Absolutely, you know, I, I think that in the near future, uh, I'm trying to build a podcast studio that we can actually do uh, a couple of these in person. Um, and you know, it's it is about having fun, and uh, you know. I can have fun in Jamaica, right? I, I can have fun in... Uh, Hell yeah. And so you guys let us know. You find us a podcast studio in Jamaica. We can make it happen. On the beach, specifically. Oh, absolutely. We'll filter out the waves, maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> the waves are part of the show. Oh, very well. So is the Mai Tais. Uh, anyway, yes. we'll see you guys hopefully in two weeks, right? We're, we're shooting for two weeks-ish. That's right. That's right. I think we're good. I'm not traveling. <laughs> that I know of yet. Hey! All right, we'll see you guys next time. You guys have a great night. Bye, everybody.